Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hey everybody, before we start this show, I just wanted to let y'all know that we have a new really amazing Facebook group going. So if you look for Wedding Film Academy Facebook group, join that group. Also, if you have other friends in the industry, go ahead and add them to the group as well. We're really trying to build something that's centered around the idea of encouragement and and building one another up, uh, as well as giving others a, a leg up when they need it. And so one of the things that we're doing is we're going to do pretty close to a weekly film critique. So if you hop on over to our website, weddingfilmacademy.org, you can actually enter in to potentially have your film live critiqued by us on the Facebook group. And we have uh, several, several dozen that have been submitted. So uh, we can't get to everybody's right away because we're only going to do one week and we're having a ton of submissions. But we would love for you to submit one of your films over at WeddingFilmAcademy.org. And then definitely make sure you join the Facebook group so that you can know when your film is going to be judged live. So hop on over to that Facebook group and we will see you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. I am podcasting from Seattle, Washington today with my new friend Andrew Aziz. This is a this is a very unofficial pub chat because we're sitting here at lunchtime with our coffees after enjoying a phenomenal meal. Um, thanks for the suggestion. We're here at yeah. Gilbert's on Main. Really amazing. But, Andrew, you are from Aziz Studios. I am, yeah. Thanks for yeah. coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we have been chatting it up, enjoying a good time here uh, over lunch on this beautiful sunny day uh, in Seattle, which uh, is rare, at least from my experience so far. I've been in Seattle. This is my third time to Seattle, and the first two times – it rained nonstop for a week each time, and this time I've been in Seattle for four days so far, and this is the first sunny day, so I'm excited. You for got lucky. You got lucky with the sun. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. First, like, let maybe just give like an introduction to who you are and and what you guys are up to. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm Andrew, and uh, we are uh, part of Aziz Studios. We are a husband and wife cinematography team uh, located in both Seattle and Los Angeles. Um, uh, so, yeah, we reside here in Seattle currently, and we travel back and forth, and we love what we do. Awesome. So you guys um, primarily are focused on weddings, um, but you recently launched a commercial side, a commercial uh, studio as well. So is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So we, that's going to be called a Steadfast Media Company awesome. as of right now. Yeah. Very cool. So talk to me about a little bit about your journey. Actually, I was just uh, hanging out with Raphael uh, earlier a couple of days ago who actually filmed your wedding. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's incredible. Raphael's awesome. Yeah, super um, talented. So he was with us actually at the very beginning too, right okay. from the very very start. Um, actually, he quite he helped us out quite a bit, right? When I had all those questions when I was first starting out, Raphael was one of the few people that I called awesome. um, for help as well. So, so good great. to have those people. Oh yeah, it's always good to get help. Yeah, yeah, always. Um, a little bit about my journey, I guess. Yeah, we. I started about two years ago uh, with my wife. Uh, she's a photographer, a wedding photographer here in Seattle. Um, and once we got married, and I, I had a full-time job at the time, 
she said, you know, why don't you come with me and second shoot with me? So at the time I was doing photography with her and it was great. She taught me composition and lighting. Never picked up a camera before yeah. up until about two, two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. So up until then, doing that, um, then one day you know, she said, why don't you do wedding films? Why don't you try wedding films out? I said, I've never even thought about that. I used to dabble with film in high school. But I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And so she, you know, we went and did this wedding together and I put it together and I ended up liking it. Yeah. You know, we booked our first wedding and that was it. And from there, we just pushed on through. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And that was, you said two and a half years ago? That was two and a half years ago when I first started. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've made some phenomenal strides forward in two and a half years. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It was, it's, it's. It's a learning journey, right? So you're just yeah. always pushing, learning, meeting people. Um, you know, I have a good friend of mine, Evan, another one's Micah. These guys, you know, anytime I needed help, they've been in the film world for years. So to be able to pick up the phone and ask questions and to build those relationships, they're essential in your making, you know, yeah. especially in my making. You know, yeah. and along along with my wife, anytime I need to review a video, she gave me the strong, hard critique, no holding back and what to fix and what to make better. And it just made me a better person. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So helpful to have good community. I, I'm always a big encourager um, of people not living on an island in what they yeah. do, you know, surrounding yeah. themselves with other people who can push them forward, um, you know, collaborating on projects when they can. Yeah. Um, and you guys are, you, you mentioned y'all are kind of big on collaboration. Talk to me about what you're doing. I mean, you've, you know, started in this industry just two and a half years ago, I think the vast majority of people would still be kind of doing everything themselves at this point in time. Um, but you're collaborating with other editors who are really specializing on particular things. Talk to me about that. Well, my biggest thing when I first started was finding the key people that I felt were my influencers, right? The, the people that influenced the work and that inspired me. And I, I sought to get advice from those people. So that was the biggest thing, right? And yeah. that's, that was the beginning of collaboration. Mm. So for my ideals and concepts, it's, you know, so many times we want projects to be to ourselves. It's our art. It's our, and that's completely 100% true. But imagine how much more creativity you're going to get by talking to other filmmakers and getting other people's input, right? I mean, you, you're not going to lose anything. You're just going to gain, and it's only going to make you a better person. Yeah. So by doing that, I, I always see collaboration. Even if I'm filming with someone, you know, I never have a second shooter. I have another filmmaker. Right. Right. And these, I'm like, hey, what do you see? Mm. You know, what do you, what do you, go, go ahead and take the shot. Because I don't know what you're seeing. I'd love to, though. Yeah. Hmm. So that's incredible. That's a big mind uh, shift from having someone who you feel like is your assistant to someone who you feel like is your equal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, you know, they also are artists. They also see things differently. Yeah. They, you know, everybody's at a different skill set, but I know that their skill set is different than mine, right? Their yep. their zone of seeing things is different than mine. Yep. So again, I have nothing to lose, just gain, right, from them. Yeah. And I, everybody has something that I can learn off of. It doesn't matter where there are in life. You know, yep. I could always learn something. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. I've been uh, having fun seeing some other filmmakers who. I really admire starting to collaborate on some stuff. I was actually, um, so two of the guests who've been on the show um, on a regular basis, probably our two most regular guests, Joe Schweitzer and Rob Adams, um, incredible wedding filmmakers, incredible filmmakers in general. Um, but I got to see that they collaborated on a project recently for a wedding and it was beautiful. 
Um, so it's fun seeing people who are really at the top of their game, um, you know, making an effort to collaborate together. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Um, and, you know, a lot of the guys that I've met were right off of Vimeo. Hmm. They're, they're straight off of there. I would just click on their name, look at their work. I, I want to call them. You know, I want to email them. Hmm. I want to see who they are. And now here we are two and a half years later, and they became essential to my making. You know, yeah. we built we built amazing friendships out of just a phone call or an email off of Vimeo. Yeah. And we'll start off as work, ended up being us looking out not only for each other, but us helping each other in the business itself. We had our mm. best interests yeah. at heart. And that's that's priceless. When you have that kind of relationship, you, you're unstoppable. It's amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. I yeah. love that. So, uh, you know, in terms of like being there and shooting with someone else, that's, that's awesome and something that I think is, um, you know, probably pretty rare these days. But you also talked about having other people specialized in different areas um, in your post workflow. So talk to me about what you're doing in terms of collaboration there. So when my, when my collaborations first started, um, we began with getting to know, um, just getting to learn how to actually film, right? When I was learning how to get to film, we, uh, so when I first started filming, we, these collaborators and these artists off of Vimeo taught me not only how to film, but how to film in a way that they can color it they can, you know, piece it together if needed be. But, you know, one of the first things I learned was, hey, how do you expose your shot right? You know, why am I exposing my shot right? Well, so that in color, right, as a colorist comes along, they'll be able to color it and bring down those highlights or increase them or to bend those curves the right way. Yeah. So um, color was really big for me. We have a colorist right now, uh, Evan Schneider of Schneider Visuals, incredible colorist. He's based in Los mm. Angeles. Um, he taught me, you know, not only how to expose, you know, correctly on film, how to bring in the light, how to see the light. Um, but he also films on red. And when we first took on red digital, we did the same thing. You know, red's a whole new learning curve. So getting to learn how to use that correctly and how to be subtle at a wedding with a red camera, that's a whole art in itself. Sure. Um, we also then met, uh, Garrett Parker. We brought him along. He does sound. He specialized in sound and lighting here in Seattle. And, and when I knew that he did film, I said, Hey, why don't you come film with us? You know, as well. So now bringing him along, he's he's on the audio game, right? So he's making sure that we get nice, crisp audio that, you know, he's also in lighting. So where are the lights coming from? What is the DJ using? How do I collaborate with the DJ? Hmm. These are all so essential. And if you could bring those people with you and have them be filmmakers with you, again, you're going to have an amazing project at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, having a guy who is... Um, you know, an expert in sound and lighting, um, I think is something that it, it's something I have heard maybe one or two other filmmakers talk about doing at a wedding. Um, is there something with, um, with the audio that he's doing beyond just your typical making sure that, um, you know, bride and groom officiant, those type of things are mic'd? Is he collecting other sound? Um, natural ambiance, uh, doing other things for sound design, um, or is it just primarily just kind of the voiceover stuff? Well, when we get to a wedding, uh, let's say, for example, you know, this past weekend's wedding, he'll get to the wedding uh, right before the ceremony, about, about an hour, right? We'll communicate with the DJ. We'll meet the DJ, get to know them as a person. And from there, we'll get into setting up our signal from there. You know, Garrett will look, he'll check the signals, make sure nothing's peaking, make sure we have, like I said, a safe track, right? And then we'll go into miking 
the officiant and the groom. So that's step two. We use the little Tascam DR10s. They're amazing. Yeah. You know, they give us great results. Um, and then, of course, there's the ambience if we need it, right? So we'll have the road mics attached if we need them. But a lot of the stuff we do, Garrett will actually do sound design later on in the process. Okay. So we'll take the project once it's completed, once we have a ProRes that's been outputted already, and he'll go through it and he'll add in, oh, you know, let's, get, let's get some reception audio. Very light, very subtle. And the key to sound design really is being subtle. Sure. Right. So not too much, but at the same time enough to immerse somebody into the film. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen, I've seen sound design done where it's it's like so loud and over the top that it's really just kind of distracting from yeah. the film. I think, yeah, like you said, good sound design is is, is primarily only noticed by filmmakers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it, that's not to say it doesn't, um, you know, make a much better experience for the viewer regardless of how educated they are on filmmaking um obviously like it brings them into the environment they're able to immerse themselves in the environment so much more with good sound design Um, but at the same time it's almost to the average uh, viewer almost unnoticeable definitely and the thing is you know if you can when you become a noticeable in your sound design, then you've completely mastered the piece, right? Because yeah. then they, you know, if you see grains of sand moving along and you're able to feel and hear that, you, yeah. you've nailed it. You've done an amazing job. Yeah. Even if it's subtle. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about like the value that you see um, your clients find and the extra things like that. Because I think that would be probably a question for most people um, who are listening to the show is, that sounds excessive. You know, that sounds like, you know, so much extra work. Um, are my clients going to notice? Are they going to, um, you know, am I going to be able to get more clients because of that? Like, what are the, what's the value, you know, when you have clients coming to you, is it something that they notice? Um, are they paying extra for that? Or is that just sort of standard? Talk to me about that side of things in terms of sound and lighting. I think it's really going to come down to how you, how you yourself set the standard for your films at the end of the day, you know, no, they're not going to pay extra for that. You know, I'm going to be very upfront. They're not going to pay extra for that. Um, so at the end of the day, you're setting the standard like here, this is, this is what we are creating. Right. And this is the standard that we're putting at with audio and lighting and sound design. This is what we're producing. So when you set that standard for yourself, it's, and you, you realize the value in the film that you're putting together, there, things change. You're like, oh, how can I make this better? Okay, let's tweak the audio. Let's maybe add some rain. It's raining outside. Let's put some rain out here. Those are just subtle things that I'd say even I do as just as an artist. You know, it's something I want to I wanna immerse myself in the film I make or I do the best I can to. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the things that we have talked about a number of times is doing the kind of work of what you want to get paid for, whether or not you're actually getting paid for it. Actually, we just talked about that with Raphael the other day is yeah. sort of, um, you know, I think there's always the conversation that people have of trying to, you know, push the envelope and, and raise their prices and getting to a place where they're happier with the rates that they're able to get. Yeah. You know, in order to do that, I think, you know, one of the best ways to do that really is just to up the quality of what you're doing. Absolutely. And so, you know, you're certainly increasing, um, you know, the viewing experience and whether or not your viewers can pinpoint, you know, it's because of the dramatic lighting that you had on the toast and the first dance or, you know, the fact that 
Um, you know, they were really so much more immersed in the experience and they felt much more like it was, you know, cinema they were, they were watching. Whether or not they could point to the fact that it was because of the sound design, that still left them with that experience yeah, yeah. Um, where they had a better, you know, viewing experience with your film um, and, you know, then potentially, you know, pay those higher rates. So you're not specifically charging for that thing. But your rates are now higher. Because exactly, of it. exactly, and that's that's huge. And if you're passionate about what you do and you love what you do, you know those are you can't measure that out. You know, and you have this urge inside of you to just continue to push the, you know, the boundary and just like you said, the envelope of what you're doing. I mean, that's huge. You know, how can I use my camera to push it to its limits to yep. get the best shot I can? You know, whether it's Sony or Panasonic or Red, you can get some. Just I've seen beautiful things come out of those cameras. They're awesome. You know, Absolutely. it just depends on you and how far you're willing to push yourself, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. You know, you mentioned the dynamic of the technology and, and the world we live in that, you know, any camera does fantastic stuff. Yeah. You know, I think I see, um, you know, people posting incredible work. And one of the top questions people ask is, oh, what camera, what lenses what did you yep. use? Yep. And yes. it's interesting because... The answer is always different. You know, it's not like everyone says, oh, well, I'm using a red. In fact, that's super rare Yeah, um, that someone's doing that. You know, it's, oh, well, I used, uh, you know, the new A7 III or I used the A7S original. Exactly. That's, yeah. you know, five, six years old. Or, you know, I shot it with the, with the GH5 or with the Canon 5D3 or C100 that's ages old. You know, I think it's, it's important to remember that, uh, it's so much more uh, the vision and the skills Absolutely. and the talent of the team yeah. of filmmakers who's producing the work much more than, you know, what the gear is that they're using. While that's important, it's like every camera is good. Yeah. And, you know, days, when I first know? started, that was the first thing that happened to me. I would say, hey, oh, my gosh, I need to get it red. Yeah. Right. It's going to change. It's going to change my game. It's going to change my edits. It's going to change the way my video looks. No, it didn't. You yeah, know, my stuff sure. looked exactly the same as it did before, whether it's on a GH4 or a GH5 or an A7S2. And so we actually sold off our red. Yeah. You know, and went, we're using Sony A7S2s, GH4s, and yeah. GH5s. Yeah. And our stuff looks incredible. And yeah. sometimes we'll use a red. One of our filmmakers has a red. Right. So sometimes we'll do that for higher end weddings. But it's really about you and how far you push yourself on the camera movement and the exposure. And I would say it's more about the lens even than about a lot Absolutely. of times the camera and the glass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just did a review on my favorite lens, the, the Leica 42.5 one two. Oh, yeah. Um, you have that lens? You mentioned I don't, the GH5. No, no, okay, no, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite lens of our own. But, yeah, I feel like that lens makes more of an impact on the image than, you know, than yeah. the camera for yeah. sure. For the GH5, we did run the 12 millimeter for a little bit. Yeah, that that's they phenomenal have, as well. And we, we absolutely loved it, you know, yeah. with its native. We, we loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So uh, you mentioned in passing here that you just finished your dream wedding. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah, Santa Barbara, California. We've been wanting to film a wedding in Santa Barbara for almost the past year Yeah. at this point. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about it. You showed me some screenshots here that look beautiful. Tell me about the... Um, tell me about the wedding. Yeah. Well, in fact, Evan and Micah both shot this wedding down in Santa Barbara, California yesterday. Um, oh, it was and just they, yesterday. It was just yesterday. And oh, we were wow. just so, we're just so excited about it really at the end of the day. It was yeah. done at the Ritz Carlton in Santa Barbara. Um, 
And it was the couple was fantastic and easy to work with. We had a great coordinator who they had, I think, a team of 10 that just really put everything together timeline wise. Um, A fantastic reception. It was decorated and designed all custom made. It was beautiful. Um, And of course, Evan and Micah did a phenomenal job. Right. So Evan's sending me color pictures right now. They're just screenshots. They're just beautiful. Um, We did use a red digital cinema camera for this. And we also used a GH4. Okay. For this, so you could see the wide variety differences between cameras, and in fact, they do match great. Yeah, so it was amazing, and the floral and decor, and of course, you had the flowers all over the grass and the lawn. So you couldn't have asked for better, really. That's awesome. White grand piano during the ceremony. Wow. Yeah. So you don't see a you don't see a grand white too often. You do not, not and not on a lawn, you know, in the middle yeah. of a hotel. So some grass yeah. stains going on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think I saw. I think the only wedding film I've ever seen that in was actually Dwayne Wade's. I think they had a white grand. Did they really? Yeah, um, yeah. That was a that was a big one because they had. I think John Legend was playing the white grand out on the lawn for Dwayne Wade's wedding. <laughs> That's incredible. I don't think yeah. we had John Legend. Uh, yeah. I, you know. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean we, one up. You know. I'm yeah, kidding. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, but the story. It, but it's okay. You know, it wasn't my wedding yeah. uh, that I shot. It was just yeah. I saw that. One. That's yeah. amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, crazy. So um, you are, you talked about, this is, um, uh, you know, interesting for a lot of people in terms of collaboration. You had your dream wedding come up um, and you didn't film it. Correct. So tell me the story behind that. You so got your dream wedding and you didn't film it yourself. As I said, the biggest thing, I mean, I trust these two guys enough. Yeah. To take on our dream wedding. Like, that's how big, that's, that's how impressive. big the deal is. That's a lot of trust. You know, it's it's a lot of trust, yeah. you know, but I, as I said before, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for these guys. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't know how to film if it wasn't for these guys. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I am two and a half years later if it wasn't for all the effort, you know, loyalty and patience they had with me. Hey, how do I, how do I drag footage into a Adobe Premiere? Yeah. That was one of my questions. Imagine <laughs> you've been doing film for 10 years and someone asks you that. Yeah. I mean, that takes patience, yeah. you know, and so we ended up helping each other. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to nail this wedding. I'm not even worried about it. I couldn't make it down. Yeah. But they did an amazing job. Because you had to do shots. this podcast instead. Right. right? This so. podcast. I was scripting <laughs> for this eight hours yesterday. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, this is a question that I have for a lot of people. Um, especially who are talking about stories like you are. Do you feel like you are more filmmaker or more entrepreneur? That's a really good question. That's a very good question. I honestly think it's a little bit of both. I can't really measure out the two and two. If I was to lean one way, I'd say more entrepreneur. If that's, I was, what, that's what I'm hearing in what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. But you clearly have such a passion for filmmaking as I, well. I have a passion for putting, like you said, stories together and editing. So I do all the editing for our films. Okay. All of it. Um, so, again, finding those key roles in every single one of our our team. Um, but I would say a little more entrepreneur, you know, yeah. than, than filmmaker. But, again, those two go hand in hand because sometimes they'll interchange. Sometimes I just want to edit a film. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just want to do that. So then I can't really measure that out. Right. Yeah. So, but there is always like, Hey, I would love to film a New York wedding. 
Yeah. You know, how do I get there? So there's that entrepreneur mindset. Right. And now how do I do it once I get there? That's that filmmaker coming in. Yeah, absolutely. I think having that balance um, of the two of, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist, but this is a business as well. And having that entrepreneurial spirit. spirit oh, yeah. I think that is um, maybe the biggest difference maker and what propels long-term success yeah um you know being able to do this as a career over a lifetime versus you know the companies who come and go in two to three years absolutely that's the thing is too is such a big part of this is the business how fast are we responding to emails how much time do we give our clients availability wise are we there for them to even send us a text on the day of the wedding you know those are things that we always take into factor you know they have my personal cell phone every single one of my clients yeah and they said text me i don't care what time of day it is but if you need something to say or you have something to say text me and i'm going to get back to you as fast as i can i want them to be rest you know rest assured it's your wedding day enjoy your day don't worry about anything else sure yeah absolutely no i think uh yeah i think that that dynamic is is so critical because i think it's a and, and it's different for each filmmaker because we're all going to be more or less inclined on that scale right yeah, yeah. um you know is it 50 50 is it 60 40 is it 90 10 you know but um so i think it's interesting because when for for our listeners out there who are 90 percent artists and they struggle with the business side of things do you have any advice for those people who are just going to struggle with that aspect of it you talked about the idea of collaboration um, is there are there ways of collaborating with other people to fill in those gaps as well and have you done any of that absolutely so uh, the biggest thing I would say is first thing is you know let's learn you know what to do what are the first steps that we need to take right so what's my morning routine cup of coffee right sit down piece of paper and I'm not gonna do a uh, typical to-do list of what I have to do but I'm gonna write a B C D you know letter it and and the top three letters need to get done. Yeah, Those are my top three. Must get done. Now, if I need more help, if you find yourself in a position where you can't answer emails fast enough or you, you just don't want to, or you, then yeah, absolutely. You need to get someone, whether it's an assistant or a friend that you can pay, someone to help you with that because that's critical in progressing your business and progressing your name and who you are you know, out there. So yeah, that's I would say definitely find yourself a collaborator to work with. Yeah. No, that's been that's been critical for us. Yeah, uh, listeners of our show know that Taylor is my studio manager um, for my uh, my volume brand. Yeah, um, because we're doing you know 150 plus weddings, and there's no way I could ever imagine keeping up with that. So having someone who is full time dedicated to that, just to, to answering emails, to fielding phone calls with people, um, all those sort of things is yeah. just critical for me. Um, and actually, we're hiring a second studio manager for my other two companies because I'm just at a place where uh, I, you know, the last couple of months, I have, you know, confession, not done a great job of keeping up with some of those things. And uh, I realized, like, I can't continue to do that and continue to be successful, you know. And so, uh, actually, we're – so this podcast will go out on Tuesday – and on Wednesday, 
uh, Sarah Lang will be joining our team uh, for her first day awesome. as the studio manager for Jordan Bunch Productions and for our new company, Film Mavericks. Um, and she's also going to be helping me out with some sales stuff for our corporate uh, company as well. And so we're pretty excited about that. I feel like it's um, it's a piece that we had to put together if we were going to continue to push things. And I'm I'm the type of person that's not happy, regardless of kind of where we've grown to, uh, how big the company has gotten. You know, we have 12 employees at this point. Um, I am never satisfied with where we're at. Um, but if I'm going to be in this place of, um, you know, wanting to continue to grow, I can't have that be at the expense of not doing a great job with customer yeah. service. Yeah. And so if we're going to continue to, you know, to try to grow, I have to make sure that someone else can spend time dedicated to customer service. Cause at this point it just can't be me. Yeah. That's brilliant though. That's great. So. I think that's super, super effective, but yeah. hope so. We'll yeah. find out soon. So Sarah, you better do a kick-ass job. <laughs> no pressure, Sarah. No pressure. She will. she will. She is phenomenal. We're super pumped. That's interesting, actually. Um, she actually reached out to me to um, inquire about a job uh, for photography. And uh, she came in for an interview, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're an incredible person. I'm going to use you as far more than just a photographer. Um, so we ended up hiring her as a photographer, but um, we were waiting on her to finish her schooling. She was a... Uh, a senior at the uh, let's see Texas State University um, so she just graduated and got back from a trip from Europe and now she's uh, hopping on board with the team full time so that's we're awesome pumped. that's great yeah absolutely so uh, you mentioned that just a couple of weeks ago you started this uh, new commercial film business uh, yeah Say the name of it once more. Steadfast Media Company. Steadfast Media. Yeah. Okay. So with Steadfast Media Company, what's the what's the plan? What are you hoping to do? What's the, the type of, of client that you want to get? So the type of client we want is is all different types of commercial brands, right? We're looking at, you know, whether it's Audi or whether it's going to be, you know, all different types of cars or clothing or fashion or just branding in general, a product, right? We want to be able to take them and create something that, is just visually stunning, just absolutely beautiful. So whether it's the use of lighting or, you know, a different type of storytelling, that's something we want to do is kind of push towards the edginess of the new type of videos that we're going to make. And so we needed another type of outlet to create these new stories that we're going to be doing with our collaborators. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you have you said you've been building a reel over a series of time what does that what does that reel look like what's it entail so it has a we had a base video that we made a about what four six months ago right we, we got up in the morning we wanted to take this couple he was a professional bmx rider but he builds bikes on the side cool so it turned out to be an engagement video at the end of the day but we took him out and we just we just drove right up near you know canyon lake area and we just we just captured them on the motorcycle he did this really beautiful thing where you know he did a um you know an entire wheelie around his fiance you know we got this really cool aerial shot 
yeah. with the drone, you know, and just on the hillside. It was just really neat. Cool. So we just put this little story together, and that's the base of the reel. And then okay. we had some other shots where we're going to have a BMW driving down. You know, we're going to have a shot of somebody working on their bike or someone else building something, right, a construction company. And this is all to kind of to show what we do, what we can do. Here's yeah. where we can take your ideas and your your concepts, right, because they're not just stories. They're all actual concepts and turn them into visuals for you. Yeah. You know, or into a into a film. So you're taking besides the the engagement shoot that you did, you're just taking basically personal projects and putting them into a reel to yeah. show here's here's what we can do. Here's what we can do in all types of atmospheres, so whether it's rain or whether it's fog or, you know, you want some of the more extreme shots well here's well, what here's the type of movements we can get on a drone yeah you know evan also excels on drone usage you know yeah. so to be able to get some of the shots that are really tight or narrow down alleys well, we can do that for you yeah awesome i love that i love the idea of the personal projects for building your reel because now you're not relying on the past clients who've hired right. you to determine what your future work is going to be right you're getting to say here's the kind of work that we want to do and go shoot it yeah and then say this is what we can do exactly i mean you want to do a boat shot all right well let's go rent a boat let's let's get another boat and let's film the shot that we want you know my yeah. biggest thing is like if we want to do something well what are we waiting for yeah you know let's do it let's let's yeah. get out there and get the shot we want we need a garage door with a with an audi light turning on all right well let's put the audi in the garage and turn on the lights and get that backtracking shot you know on a dolly let's do it yeah Love it. Yeah. That's a, and that's a big investment of your time and your money to do all that. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, talk to me about sort of your mindset as an entrepreneur, as you're thinking about creating a budget that you finance yourself to build a reel like this. If someone's thinking, I really would love to do that type of work, but I don't have that type of work, um, you know. Talk to me about the mindset that it's taken you to get to a place where you're going to say, I'm going to invest in the time and the, the financial resources it takes to rent a boat, to get my team on board, to do all this. Um, yeah, what does that look like for you? I think the biggest investment first off is going to be time. So the biggest thing is some people will say, you know, well, I don't have the time, but we all know what it feels like to to be so passionate at something that you don't care what it takes. You're going to, you're going to get in the middle of the night. You're going to be, it's going to be 11 p.m., and you're going to get that car in the garage and get that shot. And it's not really going to be an investment in terms of, you know, monetary value. You could do some of the stuff without having to spend anything. So to be able to, if you need to put budget, okay, well, you know, set aside $50 a month or $20 a month. Let's put some money aside for that, you know, if you want to do something more on the high end. If you don't, you can still get the same results off the cameras and gear that you currently have. Use the right lighting techniques with the right color and some of the right movement. And you could do sometimes, you can outdo some of the bigger stuff. Yeah. You know, it's really going to be about your vision more than it is about, you know, what gear you have. And I don't have the money. Well, you have the time. You know, yeah. you can make the time. I don't have the gear. You have some, right? Yeah. So instead of saying what, what I don't have, well, but what, what do I have? You know, and we use what we have to kind of create what we want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and by, by approaching it that way, you're going to end up being much more satisfied in your work because the jobs that you're going to get are going to be similar to what you're putting out there. You know, Absolutely. It's like if, if all we ever do is put out sort of mediocre wedding work, then yep. we're going to get more mediocre weddings. Exactly. Exactly. If 
um, you know, if we, and, and that's where it comes down to like the things that you've done of taking the time and the, the finances to hire a lighting and a sound engineer and a colorist to say, you know, we're going to really blow it out of the water when we do yeah. these weddings. Now we're going to get more work. It's like that. Or, you know, I would love for, you know, Audi to hire me. Yeah. So I'm going to go shoot something that looks really epic of Audi. Yeah. And know? if you don't have the car, you can always find someone. Hey, can I borrow your car? Yeah. You know, can I, can I, can we, can we put this in a film? You'd be surprised at how many people you've never met before would want to help you if you just ask. I mean, yeah. the worst they can say is no, but how many people there are in this world and all of them want to be included in something, right? Yeah. So Absolutely. why not? Yeah. You know, uh, if you've got the, the epic house on the hill overlooking the cliff, um, you know, Call those us. people are probably really proud of their house, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, maybe they might like you to make a video of it because, you know, they want to show off their house. In that Absolutely. You, you never know. know. Uh, you know, if they've got the R8, um, you know, they're probably pretty stinking proud of that car. And they like showing it off. Otherwise, yeah. they probably wouldn't be driving that car. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so, absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the Azanati drives by us right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Beautiful cars. Awesome. So, uh, talk to me about kind of what's next and what you guys are up to. Well, we're working on Steadfast and building that as kind of this creative agency where a bunch of collaborators come together to make these films. Um, and I guess what's next is expansion towards, you know, as I said, Santa Barbara, we just did that wedding yesterday. Sure. We really want to head more, you know, from Seattle to California. I'm from California originally. Once I got married, I moved up here. I've been in Seattle for about a year now. So, you know, to be able to go back and forth and create this, you know, we're here during the summer to we're here, you know, back and forth. So up here during the summer then down there during the winter would be great and ideal for us so that's kind of what's next and maybe even destination weddings you know we got back from iceland earlier this year mm. so maybe even to do some out there would be great yeah yeah so aside from that it's just us growing as a team and creating things that people haven't seen before awesome yeah so for for someone who is um you know at a place where they're really looking to do the, you know, some of the stuff that you've said here has inspired them and they are saying, okay, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to put forth the effort to go pursue the type of work that I want to pursue. What encouragement do you have for that person? I would say the biggest thing is, you know, watch your, you, you always have those people that you're watching. You always have those people that are influencing you. Don't be afraid to reach out to them. If you feel stuck in a position, you know, you are going to get no's and I'm not going to, you are going to get them. But just find someone else and keep moving, you know, because you are going to get a yes and people are going to want to help you. They want to help you uh, progress towards your visuals that you want to get to, how to color correctly. And, and that's super important in your development and making. So the biggest thing is stay inspired. Mm. Love what you do. Stay passionate. If you're not passionate about what you do, find it. Yeah. You know, you need to be passionate about what you do so you can create the best you can yeah. and put in the sacrifice you need. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. If you have, uh, where, where should people go to find out, you know, to see some of the work, to find out more about what you're up to? They can go to our Vimeo page, Z Studios, or go to the website, you know, zstudios.com. They can even email us if they need to. We'd love to chat with anybody. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the name of the the name. Do you have a URL yet? You just started the other company. Yeah. Is there a place where they can go to see that reel? Steadfastmediaco.co. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming on. This has been thanks fantastic. For me. Yeah. Thank you. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.